What up? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm Justin Michael. Today, we're going to talk about Aiden Hector, the former four-star prospect that joined the CSU football team this summer. He has a bit of a complicated past, so we'll kind of dive into all of that and uh, talk about his really high ceiling, his potential. I mean, this guy, he at one point was one of the most sought-after defensive backs in the entire country, a top three player in the state of Washington, the dude's a baller. So I'll kind of dive into his background a little bit. We'll talk about the potential of this secondary with his addition. You know, the, the secondary, they've got a lot of intriguing talent. The depth isn't super great, but the, the top guys in particularly, I think, have the potential to really be standouts and, and make some plays this year. So we'll talk about that. Later on, I will play an interview with Jay Norvell out at Mountain West Media Days, kind of talking about Timmy Chang and his role in lobbying for him to get the job. And we'll spend just a couple of moments talking about some of the more rewatchable sports movies of all time. This was something that was trending on Twitter. I thought it'd be just kind of a, a fun little thing to talk about near the end of the show. But uh, I, I saw that the Good Morning Football show from the NFL Network, they tweeted out, that Rudy is the most rewatchable sports movie of all time. I tweeted that it's a controversial opinion, but Rudy is boring. You know, you should watch it once because of the role it kind of holds in sports movie lore. But is it rewatchable? I don't know. To me, it's one of those movies you see once and then you kind of get the gist of it. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Before we get into the situation with Aiden Hector, MMA fans, as the fighters face off during UFC 277, you can take down your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. This Saturday, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win, get $100 in free bets, win or lose. If you want even more action, you can also double your winnings on a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, how long the fight will last, and more. Just place your UFC 277 same game parlay, and if it hits, you'll win double. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 277 fighter to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That promo code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk a little bit about Aiden Hector, the former four-star defensive back that has joined the Colorado State program, likely going to start for the Rams this fall or at the very least play a very significant role in the secondary. In high school, this guy was a stud. I mean, racked up over 130 tackles during his high school career, 11 interceptions, blocked five kicks, you know, had some returns for touchdowns, was just all over the field. As a result, he had recruiting interest from, you know, essentially every major program in the country. I mean, Nebraska wanted him, Alabama wanted him, Penn State wanted him, Nebraska. The entire Pac-12 offered him. Every single school in the Pac-12. Boise State, New Mexico. He could have gone pretty much anywhere in the country. Should note, he was not offered by the Adazio staff. Anyways, here is what the scouting report on 247sports.com 
from uh, Brandon Huffman has to say about Hector. Hector is strong in man coverage with a smooth change of direction. He's physical and run support, a plus tackle with good instincts, but also the ability to transition his backpedal with ease. Doesn't bite on double moves and compress or play off, but excels in man-to-man because of physicality. He doesn't have elite top-end speed, but he plays fast, has good bloodlines. Father, uncle, and grandfather played collegiately, and grandfather played in the NFL, while mother was a college soccer player. Projects as a multi-year Power 5 starter and projects as a second-round NFL draft selection. That's what national recruiting guys were saying about him coming out of high school. The the analysis actually kind of fits spot on with what I've seen from his time at strong safety for Washington State. I am curious where he is going to play for for the Rams. I would say their depth at safety right now is a little bit better than it is at corner. But we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Uh, Hector, you know, essentially could have gone anywhere in the country ultimately ends up at Stanford or that's where that's ultimately where he signs with out of high school. Uh, A couple of months later, Hector's admission was actually revoked by Stanford. And that's kind of where this whole situation gets a little bit odd. Uh, Hector in 2018 was involved as a witness of an alleged gang rape of a 16 year old girl from another school There was a multi-month-long investigation. No charges were filed. It It should be noted immediately. Hector was not the individual or one of the individuals accused of rape. But four of his teammates were accused of it. And it seems like, based on the reporting from the Seattle Times as well as the Stanford Daily, it was a situation where something did occur. Uh, The individuals in question, the ones that were accused of committing the crime, they were accused of essentially taking advantage of somebody who was not coherent enough to make uh, the right decisions or to legally consent. But after the investigation was concluded, you know, there were, there were no charges filed in the end. According to the statement that was sent to the Stanford daily regarding Hector's admission being denied or revoked after initially being approved. Under university policy, Stanford may rescind the admission of an applicant based upon a review of additional information. The university has taken that step with a regard to an incoming undergraduate for the fall of 2020 who is scheduled to be a football student-athlete. It is unclear what that additional information was. They you know, did not release if they learned something new. I don't want to speculate too much, but from the outside looking in, it kind of seems like a situation where, you know, people started to dig into that case more. I know the Stanford Daily had reached out for a comment to them about it, and it might have been a scenario where Stanford was just trying to duck uh, bad publicity, negative PR for the sake of football. And, you know, even though Hector wasn't actually accused of a crime himself, they just kind of wanted to distance themselves from all of that, that would would seem like a, a plausible scenario to me. Regardless, Hector ended up walking on at Washington State that year. I mean, they they probably would have given him a scholarship if it if it wasn't for the the timing of it all. 
but they, they felt comfortable taking him in the program and he immediately made a strong impression at Washington state was a week one starter as a walk on was very impactful in the games that he played in, in 2020. There were only four games that Washington state participated in. He missed one due to to COVID-19, but in the three games he played, he made two starts was very impactful. I'll talk about that, but I just kind of wanted to give you all of the background information before we talk about his, his football abilities. After the 2020 season, Hector was actually suspended for a violation of team rules. It was later reported by Theo Lawson that he attempted to purchase alcohol with a fake ID. It's unclear how long he was intended to be suspended for, like if he was going to be missing all of spring ball or anything like that. But it didn't end up mattering because shortly after he entered the transfer portal, after missing the 2021 season, he came to campus this summer. He is now listed on the roster. Uh, There was not, as far as I saw, there was not any type of official announcement from CSU regarding his addition, which was a bit odd. But he has the potential, you know, to be a playmaker. I'll in a couple minutes here, I'll talk about you know, the secondary and what that could look like. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this as, as far as the, the situation when he was in high school back in 2018, you know, being involved as a witness of an alleged crime. Uh, to me, I mean, he himself was not accused of a crime. Again, I I certainly don't want to to make light of that situation, but it is a very important distinction. I mean, I mean, it is. And... You know, ultimately, the the police they they did an investigation and and no charges were filed. I I know that doesn't mean definitively that a crime was not committed or, or anything like that. Again, I'm not trying to overlook anything or, or be dismissive or ignorant or, or anything like that. But I also don't think it would be fair to come on here and you know I don't know grandstand or you know go on some big rant or something like that. I mean, I'm, I am a big proponent of, of second chances. He obviously got in a little bit of trouble at Washington state, but I don't give a shit about underage drinking. I mean, everybody gets in trouble for underage drinking in college. That's essentially a, a rite of passage. Now, if he gets in trouble for it again, you know, out here didn't learn from, from his mistake, that would be concerning. But as far as the high school stuff goes, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't accused of committing a crime. They did an investigation. No charges were filed. I, I I don't see how it would be fair to hold that against him or act like, you know, he, he doesn't deserve a chance because the reality is we, we don't know what happened. You know, we don't, we know that individuals he was associated with were accused of a crime, but ultimately you know, it, it was determined that there at least was not enough evidence, you know, to, to pursue it. And even so, he, he lost an opportunity to, to go to one of the, the best universities in the world. It's obviously a, a story that'll follow him forever. I mean, it's one of those things that'll come up as, as soon as you Google him. But he has a chance to, you know, be a redemption story as well. That's my two cents on it all. I, I'm just trying to be fair, guys. I mean, I you know, I 
I don't want to overlook anything. I don't want to speak ignorantly, you know, through my football lens here. But I also I also don't want to be unfair and rip somebody when I don't know what happened and when, you know, legally it was determined he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't even accused of of doing the the wrong thing in the first place. So I would argue that he has or at least deserves an opportunity to come to this community and you know, prove himself, show, show who he is. I will add that I, I sincerely and, and genuinely hope that the young female involved in this story from 2018 is okay. Again, I'm not coming on this podcast and making any definitive judgments or rulings or saying, you know, this is what happened or, or anything like that. But just from a human standpoint, you know, I, I hope she's okay. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not trying to to make light of anything. So that's where I'm coming from. Just kind of wanted to give you guys as much information as I had. Um, try and, you know, lay it all out there. You guys are, you know, able to, to form your own opinions about the matter. But that's what I know as of now. I'm sure that we'll, uh, we'll ask, you know, Norvell about it, you know, as soon as camp rolls around and that starts on August 5th. But from a from a football standpoint, it, it's clear that Hector, I mean, he has the ability to do pretty much anything. I mean, when when you watch him, it's obviously a, a limited sample size looking at Washington State's three games that he played in in 2020. But I mean, I, I was watching in particular uh, how he played against USC and he's just flying all over. I mean, he, he moves really smoothly. He embraces contact, a downhill guy. I mean, just looks like a player that can be really impactful both against the run uh, and as, you know, a, a ball hawking defensive back. I think he could be a, a true corner on the outside. I think you could put him down low and have him be that like nickelback. I also think you could just have him be a, a strong safety. I mean, the, the versatility that I think he brings to the table is going to be huge, particularly when you have a couple of other guys that are very, you know, rangy and, and versatile as well. And Angel King, who, you know, was a corner at Nevada, but Freddie Banks has long wanted him to be a free safety. With the way he moves, I think he's going to be awesome, particularly in pass coverage. And, you know, having the experience playing corner is, is beneficial. From that component as well, uh, Anusium, who they brought over from Cal, I think is going to be their number one corner. I, I think Hector potentially could be their other starting corner if it doesn't end up being DeAndre Greeley. I think you could also move one of them, you know, on the inside. I mean, with the four-two-five, you have a lot of flexibility, and you need a lot of guys that can do multiple things for you. And, and Banks has done a really good job of going out and finding guys like that. I mean, there was some talent in the secondary in you know 2013, 2014, and it's not to say that there haven't been you know talented individuals to come through the program over the, the last decade. You know, I, I liked Jamal Hicks a lot. He wasn't great in pass coverage, but downhill, I thought he was a fun player and he was a really good dude. But this is the first time I would say that I, I felt going into a year that the secondary had the potential to be, you know, on par with what we've seen out of, you know, Boise State and San Diego State over the last 10, 15 years. Just hard hitting guys, ball hawking safeties, corners that can lock you down in man. And just hopefully we're going to see less of what we've seen 
over the last 15, 20 years, and that's just CSU DBs getting torched over the top year in and year out. There's a ton of new pieces on on both sides of the ball. It's going to take a while to, you know, establish some chemistry, some cohesion. I'm not trying to say anything reckless, but I think this team can be good. I don't think it'd be crazy for them to make a bowl game, maybe even win seven, eight games under the right scenario. I mean, they could really shock somebody and do what Utah State did last year. But I mean, when I look at their win total, five and a half set on our our friends uh, over at DraftKings Sportsbook, I like the over. I do, especially with some of these guys that they've added defensively. Hector can be really good. DeAndre Gill was going to go to the Pac-12 before he ended up here. I mean, I really like AJ King. I just, I think they're going to move a lot better. And then offensively, obviously, you love what they have at wide receiver. I think Tanner Arkin's going to be good. I think the backfield is solid with the different options that they can throw between uh, Morrow and Vivens and, and now Bailey coming back. Need the O-line to, to be solid if you're going to be able to throw the football as much as you want to. And, you know, when you have five new starters, that's always a little bit nerve wracking, but they have guys that have played a lot. A couple of guys that played in the system at Nevada. That makes me feel better. I I like what I've seen from Clay Millen. I mean, he's young. There are going to be moments where he looks like a redshirt freshman quarterback, but the, the things he can do physically, we just, we haven't had a QB like that here in a long time. The future is bright. The future is very, very bright. And it's, a, it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, I'm going to move on. I'm going to get to that audio here in a couple minutes just of uh, Jay Norvell talking about Timmy Chang, why he thinks he's going to be a good head coach, talking about you know taking great pride in one of his guys becoming head coach. Timmy Chang is the first assistant under Norvell to do so. And just kind of what it was like you know when he found out that job opened, getting on the phone and you know telling the Hawaii AD he should hire him and all that. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Thank you to everybody that read my feature on that. It's been out for a couple days now. Before we play that audio, though, and before we talk about the most rewatchable sports movies, I got to talk about my friends over at Athletic Greens. They have a product I use literally every day. That is AG1. I didn't have time, but I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, optimized immune system. I don't like taking pills or vitamins. I'm really forgetful. I don't like how they taste. I'm not going to swallowing them either. I know I'm an adult, but I just don't like them. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. So I I tried AG1. I've been on it for like a year. I love it. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You can put it in your water and it's super simple, or you can do it like I do and put it in your juice. I usually drink orange juice in the morning. Just throw it in that. I mean, it's it's lifestyle friendly. So if you're keto, paleo, vegan free, dairy free, gluten free, any of those are going to be good. It's less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it still tastes good. Like I said, you can put it right in your water and it's not going to be some like chalky, nasty thing. It's kind of got like a tropical taste to it almost. Um, Tons of people take some type of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Like I said, I'm not good at stuff like this. And if a dumbass like me can do it, so can you. It comes out to less than $3 a day, which I mean, when you're investing in your health, that's a lot cheaper than your cold brew habit. 
and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than getting all the different supplements and trying to do this yourself. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you don't just have to take it from me. Take it from the people. The people have spoken, and Athletic Greens is awesome. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I also want to talk about FOCO. Colorado sports fans, your home for Denver sports coverage, has partnered with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. DNVR has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, Rapids, you name it, FOCO will have something for a loved one. Looking to get a gift for a diehard sports fan? They have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids. Everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs and in between. They have got you covered with the best Colorado merchandise. Head on over to FOCO.com. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. Here is Colorado State football head coach Jay Norvell talking about Timmy Chang getting the Hawaii job at the 2022 Mountain West Media Days out at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. You spent like 15 minutes with uh, Timmy Chang. Obviously, yeah. you've got relationships with a lot of these coaches in the league, but sure. especially him given the, the situation. I'm just kind of curious, how did that kind of conversation go with him? You know, when obviously it was a amazing opportunity yeah. you know what did you say to him no i i i uh when when that job opened up i think i found out late saturday night and first thing the next morning i was on the phone with the athletic director in hawaii and and i just told him uh, he couldn't hire a better coach than timmy chang and so timmy's with me for five years incredibly loyal assistant um players absolutely loved him um tremendous leadership skills and um, and I just told you know the athletic director that would, all those qualities would translate into being a great head coach and so I, I push hard <laughs> to help him get that job in any way I could and I was so happy that he he would get it and, and you know as as a coach you know you, you 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 really gain a lot of satisfaction from your own coaches uh, getting opportunities. And so I've had a lot of guys move on uh, in my five years as a head coach. And, and Timmy's the first guy that has become a head coach. And I hope I get more. What's going to be the hardest part about that jump going from wide receiver coach to head coach? I just think the, the, the spectrum of uh, uh, the, the number of people that you're responsible for. Um, you know, Timmy had a lot of responsibilities at Nevada. He worked on special teams. He coached both tight ends and wide receivers. Um, you know, he was highly involved in with us offensively. Um, you know, and, and he also was great in front of the team. You know, I gave him a lot of opportunities to speak to the team. And every time that he did, did an amazing job. And so I just think he, he's kind of a person that has great respect from people um, because of how he treats them. And uh, I think he'll he'll do really well as a head coach. 
obviously you're stoked for him. Was there a small part of you just as a competitor? It's like, oh man, he knows all my offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. And, and, uh, you know, if you coach in this league, if you coach anywhere long enough, you're going to play against your friends and, and, uh, but that's a good thing. That means they're doing well and they have an opportunity to do things. And, you know, Timmy's going to do things his own way with his own little twist on things. And, and, uh, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but, but it'll also, it'll be fun too. A big thanks to Jay Norvell for giving me the time uh, out there. He was awesome. I also want to thank the Mountain West Conference for, you know, making it happen. It's just nice to be able to sit down and talk with these coaches. It's not in, uh, it's not in a podium setting, which is always great. I hate podium interviews. Just get a chance to look somebody in the eye and speak with them like another human being, you know, not like you're grilling them, not like they're on 60 minutes or anything like that. Just talk to them about sports, about football. I mean, me and Norvell, we were chopping it up about Yellowstone at one point and how much we enjoy that TV show. Uh, before I get out of here, just want to wrap up with my top five most rewatchable sports movies. Uh, GMF, Good Morning Football, tweeted that Rudy is the most rewatchable. I happen to disagree. I think Rudy is boring. I think it's overrated in terms of uh, the story itself. I get, I do think it's one of those you need to watch. I understand it's an important one in the, the sports movie lore. And I know that there's a generational gap here, but I'm just going to go through them real quick for me. Number five, field of dreams. It's corny gets less popular each year. I've loved this movie since I was four and nostalgia plays a big role in it, but I think it's a beautiful film. I think the script kicks ass. I think that it's casted really well. I think it moves well. It's just a fun movie. You can sit down. You know, it's, it's one of those you can watch as a date night because you got the love interest going. But it's also got some really entertaining baseball scenes. And it's just Kevin Costner in his zone. I, I'll, I'd rewatch any Kevin Costner sports movie like a hundred times before I'd want to watch Rudy again. And that includes Draft Day, which is not a good movie, but I actually do enjoy it and find it very rewatchable. Uh, number four, Miracle. Miracle has the best sports scenes of any movie, and that makes sense because they used actual hockey players instead of actors. Some of those hockey scenes in the Olympics are phenomenal. Yeah, the skate scenes in practice, I mean, it's epic. It just comes off. It's so authentic, and, and Kurt Russell is just absolutely feeling it the entire time. I would put this as number one or number two, probably because I, I personally do love this movie. And it's one that I would pick over a lot of movies, you know, on most nights, but it's a two hour and 15 minute movie. It's got kind of a long runtime. Want to get it down to closer to two hours. And there's, there's just some unnecessary scenes in there, particularly at home. I get it because there wouldn't be much to his wife's character if you didn't have them. But I don't know. I, I could have done without some of those, those scenes at home. Moneyball is my third. This is actually one of my favorite movies, period. I just love the way that it's filmed. It's one that I can always sit down and watch. I love the score. I love how they make the Coliseum look beautiful in that movie, despite the fact that it's a dump. I like some of the scenes with him driving on the highway and like the wide pans and the way they do it. If, if you've taken any type of, of video editing class, if you've been involved in, in filming in, in any way, it's, it's a movie that you're going to nerd out over. But also, I think it just has a perfect cast. Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill 
Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, it's so good. Chris Pratt before he blows up. I, I really love this movie. They take a really dense subject and, and make it approachable. I, I will say that they take a lot of liberties um, to, to make it more approachable, like the, the family stuff. None of that happened, but it, it's a great movie. I love it. Top three for sure. And number two, I went with Friday Night Lights, which I actually think if we're talking about purely from a football perspective, if you're just asking what's a better football movie, it is better than my number one, which was Remember the Titans. But Remember the Titans is just such an elite cast. I mean, Denzel just absolutely murders that movie. The The football scenes themselves actually are really bad. It's not good football in that movie. But it's it's entertaining. The Denzel speech at the cemetery puts it over the top for me. You know, the strong side, left side. I mean, I don't know how you don't love that movie. And, and I just, there's something about it. It just makes me happy. Friday Night Lights, I mean, it. I, I think it has some of the best football scenes of any movie. I think it's an underrated cast. Billy Bob Thornton really kills that role. And it does the it does the book justice which the TV series does not. And I enjoy the TV series. I've watched it multiple times. But West Texas, you know, post-oil boom, is supposed to come off as just absolutely miserable, completely desperate outside of football. And Friday Night Lights, the movie, does a really good job of having that come through. The scene that always sticks with me, you know, they're out eating food, and Mike Winchell, the quarterback, is sitting there eating a a cheeseburger and an alum from the high school from, you know, 20 something years ago comes up, flashes him the state rings, like, you know, get you one of these, you know, after that, it's all memories and babies, just memories and babies. I mean, those, they lived for those four years and the movie just did such a good job of, of having it come through. I understand that the TV series had to be different. It was more of a, a family drama. It's a completely different format week to week. You're going after a different demographic than the movie was after, but, I, I just I love that it, it did the the book justice. I love the football scenes in it. I love that it ends in heartbreak. You know they didn't they didn't try and rewrite the story and and have it be a happy ending. You want to know what? I, I've talked myself back the other way. When I made this list initially, I had Friday Night Lights as one and Remember the Titans two, and I didn't really want to deal with the backlash, so I conceded. But I, I love Friday Night Lights. For me, it's one. Remember the Titans is two. I think Remember the Titans has a better cast. I think it's a better all-around movie. But if we're talking about just like, what is a great sports movie? Friday Night Lights, man. It's so good. The football scenes are epic. The metal music, it's intense. It's authentic. You get the, the practice scenes, Tim McGraw, Billy Bob. It's just awesome. Anyways, that's my two cents. Get on Twitter and tell me why I'm wrong. Thank you to all of you for continuing to support my content. Much love. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up before the football season. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she's 
chalking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies, and we ain't smoking a month. But I just saw her last week, the lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions, and this is more about me and all of my self deception. I'll tell myself a lie 100 times, don't need corrections. But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson. And the peaches out from Palisade. And they sweet as mama's marmalade. And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies. My daddy played the drums, and my mama slapped that bass. And my sister sang these songs. Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet like a middle school slow dance. No one knew how to leave, but I'm so thankful for these days. They put a smile on my face. Flirt with me when you're bored, that's what I'm here for Talk to me softly till I get a little more Attached to the fact that you reply so quickly Dash and retract only when you get sick of me Sit back reminiscing back to when I got them digits I swear I need a witness or somebody quick with pinches I was out there floating, all them feelings felt indigenous To places I don't visit, heart eyes when I'm grinning Heart eyes and them emojis You said you won't be on me, I said you won't be lonely You can't count on me like a bank teller counter ain't never felt prouder never holding back don't got a front when i'm around her i want to listen more like maybe i should say less i'm not sure how to make an album this is just my best guess my best friends are producers send me beats i bump the playlist imagine all the hours ableton was stuck on repeat all for me to rap about some girls who didn't like me sb 404s and stupid bars all wrote on loose leaf i wait a lot on promises that sound like maybes my contacts still just numbers but in person call me baby like why i fall in love with every girl that wanna date me introspective but scatterbrained on the daily i'll make a tape with the homies and rap the same thing i know it's just rhymes but it sounds like everything and the peaches out from palisade and they sweet as mama's marmalade and this shit sound like summer days the windows down on harmony the family band sing harmonies my daddy play the drums my mama slapped that bass and my sister sang these songs dancing hand in hand we were tripping to left feet like a middle school slow dance no one knew how to leave but i'm still thankful for these days they put a smile on my face